Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. How do I get to spiritual maturity as a Christian? Pursuing God's purposes for me today. In other words, God has purposes in my life. He has goals in my life. Now the word press that you see right there in verse 14, in original language, here's what the word press is. To pursue. We would say today in an everyday term, to go for it. It's always inspiring to watch people compete at events like the Olympics. Seeing folks trying to attain their dream makes us a little warm inside, too. Finding out about the challenges many of them overcome sometimes makes our lives seem a little easier. Pastor Mark is teaching about the same kind of exertion for us, but on a spiritual level. He's telling us about the Apostle Paul's life and the hardships he faced as he was writing these letters. In them, we get no indication of the horrible things he was suffering physically because his focus was on something he considered greater. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part one of his message, Pursuing God's Purposes for Me Today. I'm going to ask you to do something. I want to see what comes to your mind. The call of God. What if God called you today? He's not into texting. He's in personal calling. What if he called you today? Would you answer? And what would it sound like if God called you? Well, God has called you today. And it's going to sound like me. Because God is going to speak to me so that you can hear his voice. Now, when we look at the word call, some of you think, well, yeah, that's for special people. Called to be a pastor, called to be an apostle. God really doesn't call everyday Christians. And that was in the Old Testament. That was in the New Testament. Pastor Mark, God doesn't really call people today, does he? Are we supposed to be able to actually hear him speak to us? Well, you're going to hear from God today. Get ready. Get your phone ready. Get your ear ready because God's going to speak to all of us. What would it be like if God was actually here? He is. This is not a bunch of religious stuff. God, your creator, is here this morning. 
So we're going to look at the scripture and we're going to see what he says. So get your phones ready and we're going to watch how God speaks to our hearts. We're in the book of Philippians chapter three. We begin at verse 12. Remember, Paul is writing to a church that he established. He's in prison in Rome, but he's writing encouraging words. He says this, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, But I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Now, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, you remember these words, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. After walking with God many years, Paul encourages all of us today by saying, I have not yet arrived. I'm not satisfied in my spiritual growth and maturity. I want to keep growing. I want to keep progressing spiritually. So Paul, as he wrote this, gave three steps, easy steps for you and for me to learn to progress in our walk as Christ followers. Let me give you the first two that we covered. And today we'll cover the third step. Number one, if I'm going to progress spiritually, if I'm going to be more like Christ, the number one, I have to forget or I have to let go of my past. Now, we define to forget is this, no longer influenced by or affected by our memories. You see, God designed our lives to be live in freedom. And to live in that freedom, I can't live in my past. So we use this suitcase to represent our past. We have many wonderful things that we've accomplished in our past. But I can't live back then because I get the big fat head or I actually become stagnant. Remember the good old days. I just lived back there. So Paul says he'd accomplished many things, but we don't live in the past. We live today. So you have to forget them. And then we talked about in this suitcase... All of us have past sins, failures, guilt that comes right to our minds. It's right there. Things that we've done that we wish we could have a do-over. But we can't live in the past. We can't allow that past to be always in our mind because if it is, we live discouraged, we live disappointed, and we feel condemned. But we learned that Satan... God will forgive us of our past or just challenge us to leave in the past. But we learn that this little bungee cord is like our mind. The battle for life is always in our mind. And so Satan will come to us even after we've let go of that. Satan will come to us and he'll bring that sucker right into my life today. And that person that hurt me, that I've forgiven, those things come up as if it was this morning. So we learned that it's a process of continuing to let the past go. Once I do that, I can learn to go forward. And that brings us to step number two. Remember it? Paul says, straining forward into my future. In other words, there's a path of maturity, of growing. Now, Paul used the word straining in the original language. Stretching forward, it means effort. Hard work. Paul knew, and he challenges you and me, that as we forget the past, we don't just stand still. We move forward. 
we move forward to a future. So we had the windshield of our car, of our life, and we had the rearview mirror. The windshield is huge. There is a future for all of us. And so I can't drive forward looking in the rearview mirror in the past. It won't work. I'll crash. So I have to go forward. And as I do that, we learned that the reason the word there is strain and stretch is because we have three enemies that are always against us going ahead spiritually. You see, on this life, once I become a Christian, I have this path and I'm going to grow more like Christ and eventually I'm going to be in heaven. While on that path of life, I have myself, my old selfish nature. It wants to do my thing and not anybody else's, not even God's. Then I have the world system that squeezes me into its mold. It says you got to get possessions and position and power and Pleasure is the only way to live. And then, of course, we have Satan himself, who's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And we gave you four ways to defeat it. And we gave you a little example of how we're to live. You see, we're to live with this little bag as we are to travel light. Understand, if you would die at noon today, everything you have here is gone. Somebody else will get all of it. And use it, and it would drive you crazy if you could see how they're going to use it. But you're going to be in heaven. Hallelujah. But you take nothing with you. But if we're not careful, I can't follow God with all this stuff. There's there's just no way to be free. And yet most Christians, that's the way they live. They just accumulate stuff, and they think all of that is going to bring satisfaction. Paul said, no, 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 no. You can't do it. Here's how to live. And then today, look at verse 14. You're right there. This is the third step in progressing spiritually. Paul says this, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, which is heaven, for which God has, uh oh, there's a word, called. God has called Me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So the first thing to write down today is this. Number three, how do I get to spiritual maturity as a Christian? Pursuing God's purposes for me today. In other words, God has purposes in my life. He has goals in my life. Now the word press that you see right there in verse 14 in original language, here's what the word press is. To pursue. We would say today in an everyday term, to go for it. To follow as one would a calling. So Paul says, on my path of life, I haven't arrived yet. But I'm forgetting my past. I know it was there. I don't even want to think about it. But it doesn't have any emotional attachment to me anymore. I've left it behind. I'm straining to the future. I know God has a great future in me. It's heaven. But while I'm doing that, I have to realize that I have to do something today. Because I don't live in the future. And I don't live in the past. I only can live today. So what am I doing today? It's all about purpose. It's all about goals. Look at what is a purpose? Here's a great definition. Purpose. The reason for which something or someone exists. An intended result 
a goal. So understand this. Goal and purpose, same word, same principle. Let me give you an idea. If you're a sports fan, it doesn't matter what sports, tennis, golf, football, hockey, baseball, whatever. When a coach gets people together at the beginning of their season, he'll say to this, okay, guys, gals, over the next few months, we're going to sweat. We're going to lift weights. It's going to be difficult. We're going to have hard times. I'm going to chew you out. We're going to do all those things because we have a goal. By the end of the season, we want to be last. You'd leave the team. You're not going to do all to be last. No, there's a purpose and goal to accomplish what? The trophy, the first place, to do as best you can. That's the purpose. So in our life, God has a purpose for us. And his purposes and goals are individually for you. So just look at me, look at my face, look right into my eyes this morning. You need to understand this. Before you were born. God had purposes and goals for you. Every single person. Let me read you a verse which says it like this. Colossians 1, 16. For by him, God, all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, thrones, powers, rulers, authorities. All things were created by him and for him. You didn't come out of a blob. You were created By God. And God created you. He created you. And he created you for him. The ultimate purpose of man. Is to bring glory to God. Is to make God look good. The way we do that. Is accomplishing the purposes and goals God has for us. Now listen to this. Without God. Life has no purpose. And thus has no meaning. Without a personal relationship with God, because he's the one that created you, he's the one that built you, and in your life are purposes and goals that he's established. If you don't have a relationship with God, everything else you do will be meaningless. Now, there's an interesting guy in the Bible. He's actually King David's son. He was named King Solomon. And he wrote a book called Ecclesiastes. And it's a book on Solomon. Well, he was on a quest to discover the meaning of life. And unlike you and me, he had every opportunity to go down every road he could. Streets of pleasure and projects and possessions and wisdom and work and success and wealth and gardens. You name it. And women. A thousand women. He had every kind of way to go. And the whole book of Ecclesiastes is 12 chapters. It's interesting because as he went down those roads, Solomon gives us, he gives us the conclusion of this quest over many years in chapter 1, verse 2. Right off the start. He tells us what he discovered. Look what he says. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, Solomon. Completely meaningless. So what he says is, as I tried to find purpose and meaning and fulfillment and joy in my life, without God, 
I went down the road of success. I went down the road of money. I went down the road of women. Let me just stop and say something. Satan so defeats us by stupidity today. We have so many affairs, so many divorces. Why? Because the next man or the next woman is going to satisfy me. That's a total lie from Satan. Solomon had 1,000. Never got satisfied. Hello. You'll never come close. Don't even try. Wake up. Smell the coffee. So every road that he went down, by the way, there was a little enjoyment on the road. The Bible says there's enjoyment in sin for a season. So every road he went down, he was enjoying it all. When he got to the end of the road, it was a dead end. What does the word meaningless mean? Look at it. Unfulfilling, worthless, empty, zero, no lasting satisfaction. Solomon discovered, apart from God, apart from a personal relationship with God, every street of life is a dead end. I want you to write this statement down. This will define for you, if you're not yet a Christian, what you're doing and why it brings no satisfaction. A life filled with purpose begins with a personal relationship with God. So if you're here today and don't have a personal relationship with God, I'm not talking about religion. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, then obviously in your life, there is never going to be any satisfaction and you'll never ever have real purpose. And if you don't have purpose, you can't have meaning. So it's empty. It's just miserable. Now, Paul, the apostle, was one of these guys. I want you to see Romans 1.1. And Paul wrote many of the books of the Bible. But before he was a believer, he had an encounter with the living God. Look what Paul says in Romans 1.1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, notice the word, called. So God called Paul. Called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Now, how, how did Paul get this calling? And what changed in his life? Let's turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And when you get there, let me give you a little clue as to what happened in the Apostle Paul's life. Before he was Paul, he was called Saul. As you get to Acts chapter 9, it's the, it's the phone call from heaven. It's the beginning of purpose and meeting in his life. Good to have you. Commons in the overflow area, good to have you. Paul was down a road that we would think, Paul was going down a road all his life that we would think had satisfaction. It was a road called religion. Dead religion. He was trying to be good enough by obeying the laws of God. That's all he knew. Do you realize how many people are in our churches today around the world trying to find God in dead religion? Religion is another dead end. It's, you can never find God by going to church, doing great things. Some of you are here today, I'm sorry to say, I already know it. 
Because it's Father's Day. You show it up to honor your father. That's a great thing. But there's another father you need to be thinking about. He's called God. He's your heavenly father. And he's not interested in your church attendance record. He's interested in your heart. So Paul was going down this road. He didn't believe in Jesus. He was killing Christians. And as he goes down the road, you know the story. Let's begin it in verse 3. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. It was a phone call. And he fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him from heaven, Hey, Saul. Why are you persecuting my believers? This was the call to Saul from heaven. Look at what happened in verse 5. Paul picked up the phone and he says this. Wait wait a minute. Who are you, Lord? You're not really real, are you? Is Is this really a phone call from Jesus? You're dead, aren't you? Saul asked, look at the reply on the other end of the phone. No, I'm Jesus. I'm very much alive. I'm calling you from heaven. And by the way, you're persecuting me because you're persecuting my followers. And then we get the real call to Paul. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So the call comes to Paul, and he has to respond to it. That's huge. Later, in verse 15, we see God clarifying the call through another person. Look at verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Ananias was just another believer, Now go, go to this man Saul. This man is my chosen instrument, here comes the purpose, to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. So first part of the call from God was the call to salvation. Paul believes now because Jesus is real because he's talking to him. Second is the call to go to Damascus, wait there, and an Ananias comes and he says, I'm here as a messenger from God. God called me this morning. Here's your purpose. You're going to be a witness to Gentiles. Gentiles were pagans. They had all kinds of gods. So you're going to go to them and you're going to be a witness to the Jewish people as well. And by the way, as you're going, you're going to reach people that are of the low status all the way to kings. Here's my purpose for you. These are my goals. Get on with it. That was Paul's initial call to salvation and then a call to fulfill the purposes of God. Now, this is an important key you want to write down today. Because as you're listening to God's call and God's purposes, how do we combine them? Notice this. God's purposes, his goals for you, his goal for me, come from God's call. See, your purpose in life doesn't come from you going, hmm, I think I'm going to do I'm going to build a business bigger. I'm going to hire four people. I'm going to build seven more buildings. I'm going to make this a franchise. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get my education. All those things are fine. That's not the call I'm talking about. The call I'm talking about is the purposes that God has for you. Every single one of us, different, unique. God's going to use it. And yet, in many ways, the same. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded us of what the Bible means when it refers to forgetting the past. We want to take away the power the past sometimes has over us. Part of how we do that is to focus on future goals. 
Exerting ourselves to reach our new things helps us put the past in its proper perspective, and God will help minimize the emotional pull the past has on us. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will teach more about forgetting the past and straining forward towards our future. He will tell us what the Apostle Paul meant when he wrote about pressing on toward the goal to win the prize God has for him and us. We'll learn about what some of these goals are, and hopefully we will grasp a little of what God has planned for us. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.